welcome back to High Impact. Don't know why I'm talking like this. Why am I being a weirdo? Today we're going to be talking about launching. And I bloody love a launch. Anyone who's followed me for a while will know that I'm quite partial to a launch. I've launched about, I don't even know actually anymore. I've lost count, but I tend to launch once every two months is probably the average. And the reason I do this is because I really enjoy working towards something rather than always just selling something evergreen. I find that if I'm always just selling evergreen, I'm bored and I like to be planning ahead. I like to be working towards an actual limited offer. I like to be working towards a launch. I just find it's fun having a little project. And I also like to sell evergreen in between. I think it's important to have those like more down moments as well in your business. But I'm not a stranger to launching. I've had launches that have gone really well. I have launches that have not gone as well. And you learn a lot from every single launch. I've had a few podcast episodes on High Impact. Actually, I'll link those ones down below so you can go check those out as well. And they, I mean, every launch is different. Every launch you learn so much from and they're an invaluable experience, whether it be a great launch or not so great launch. In fact, I've often found that I learn the most from the launches that didn't go so well. And I've been able to take all of that information, all of those lessons and pour them into my launches now. It's what I help my clients with all the time. I love launching. Love it. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to create uh, a sold out launch, the secrets to a sold out launch. And there are a few things. I mean, there is no one thing that's going to all of a sudden change the game for you when it comes to launching. There are so many elements that go into making a launch successful. And we're going to dive straight in with the first thing that makes a launch successful and that I think a lot of people actually struggle with is organization, is actually getting your ass into gear before you launch and feeling in control and empowered when you launch because I know a lot of people feel overwhelmed when they think of launching. They think there's so many moving parts. They don't really know where to begin. They don't know whether you need an email sequence. They don't know whether how, you know, how to run a masterclass that actually builds buying desire. They don't know how to reverse engineer their launch so that it is a success and that they can go into their launch feeling calm, cool, calm, collected, all those good feelings. And this is something that I have learned the hard way as well. First launch was an absolute dumpster fire. (laughs) I was so disorganized. I left everything to the last minute. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I think I took about three weeks to create the slides because it was a self-paced program about content. And I took about three weeks to create the slides, which by the way, is far too long, far too long. And I did the sales page the night before. I actually had a very small-ish audience at the time and they were pretty warm to me. I had about 600 followers. I I hosted a free masterclass to launch the program off the back of and about 65 people signed up to that first ever masterclass, which I was really happy with. I mean, that's a pretty good result. And I hadn't even mentioned the offer to my audience ever until that masterclass, which is a huge mistake. We're going to talk about teasing later on in this episode. But the whole point of this is that I was definitely part of that. My first launch was a failure statistic. I was, yeah, not in a good way. I've never been so stressed. Um, And I ended up canning the entire launch very, very quickly after I opened doors. I think I I don't even think I publicly opened doors. I think I opened it to the masterclass people and that was it. So organization is key. With every launch that I do and with every launch that I help my clients do, I reverse engineer the launch. 
And first of all, I'll look at the offer itself. Is it low? Is it mid? Is it high ticket? I'll also look at my audience temperature. Are my audience warm to this? Are my audience warm to me? Has anybody ever heard of this offer before? Are you relaunching something? Maybe you're relaunching your signature group coaching program and maybe you don't need to hype it up as much. I still would recommend a hype phase, but maybe you don't need to do a full like four week launch runway or anything like that. You can change up the type of launch and you can change up how you're going to organize your launch depending on what you are actually launching and your audience temperature, how warm people are to you. So it depends on, as I said, how expensive the offer is. Generally speaking, the more affordable the offer is, the less time you're going to spend launching it. And that's for fairly obvious reasons. People are more likely to jump into those lower ticket offers. It's less of a risk for them. But also you don't want to spend too much time dedicated to launching something really low ticket when it's not going to be as lucrative as it would be if you were launching something that is more expensive, that is maybe in the the four figure kind of range. So I reverse engineer my launch. I start with, right, okay, what's the offer look like? Is it low, mid, high ticket? How warm are my audience? How familiar are my audience with this program? If it is a brand new program, it generally means that the launch is going to be longer. And I make sure to include the different phases of a launch. The hype phase is a big one. So I will spend a fair bit of time teasing, hyping, and priming my audience. All this means is that I am getting them ready. I'm getting them in consideration mode way before doors actually open and they can actually buy the program. Because what happens is, and what I see a lot of people do, is they might talk about their offer a few times before they launch it. And then they open doors. You can buy it now. Yay, how exciting. And their audience aren't ready for it. And their audience actually enter consideration phase. So they start considering oh, what's this? Do I want it or not? When you open your doors, you don't want that. You want your audience to know that they need your offer, that they want your offer, or that they don't need it or want it when doors open, because you want people to jump in straight away. That is the recipe for a launch that is much less stressful. All launches look different. I've had some launches where no one buys on the first day, and then maybe five people buy on the second or third day. It doesn't mean because no one buys on the first day, by the way, that your launch is going to be a failure, but it definitely eases anxiety when you've got a few people in straight away. It creates more hype and it builds more momentum. So in order to do that, we need to tease hype and prime our audience for our offer. And the way to do this is just by talking about it a lot. I'm creating an offer that has, it's going to be, you know, a self-paced program. It's going to give you X transformation and it's going to be available in X amount of time. I start creating my content around my offer weeks out of actually opening doors for it. So at the moment, you can see that I'm creating a podcast about launching and my content is around launching. Guess what I'm going to be creating a program about, guys? It's going to be about launching and that program. And I'm going to share more details about that in a moment. uh, Well, at the end of this episode, rather. But that program is not going to be available for another two or three weeks. I think about three weeks and that is going to be a low slash mid ticket offer. So my point is I am not mysterious. I am not secretive about what my offer is going to look like. I'm not secretive about the price. I tell my people what they need to know in order for them to know if they need to buy it or not. We do not need to be mysterious. The only thing I would say is that 
when doors open, you do want to be able to give them something a little bit different. So I don't share sales pages publicly. I might do it behind the scenes if someone's asking about jumping in, if the program's ready for them to jump into or, or whatnot. But I don't publicly share a sales page until doors open, until cart opens. You just sort of want them to know a lot about the program and without a doubt in their mind, they know that you are launching it. So they want to buy it. So they're ready to buy it. Within a few minutes of me launching sold out stories, I had two people inside just based off me getting on my stories and being like, doors are open, you can buy it now. And that is because I was having conversations with people about it before. I was teasing it weeks in advance. I was really solidifying my place as an expert well before the program was even a thing, well before doors even opened to it. So huge part of it is the organization. Huge part of it is teasing. So going back to reverse engineering my launch, I look at what the offer is, how expensive it is, what my audience temperature are like. I tease for a certain period of time. I try and tease quite a bit. I don't think you can tease too much. I then sort out, okay, do I want to do a pre-sale? Do I want to do a wait list? Or do I want to do a masterclass? Do I want to do a combination of different things? Launches can look so different. And I've done really stripped back launches where I haven't done a big freebie or anything like that. I've literally just opened my doors on Instagram and in my emails or whatnot for about seven days. Usually I do a seven day card open period and that's it. I've done flash sales that I have announced only a week in advance because my audience were really, really familiar with the offer. And I have done launches that have been way more intensive, that have been waitlist launches that have included masterclasses. This launch that I'm working on at the moment is going to be slightly different to the ones that I've done in the past because I'm going to be launching a paid masterclass first, which is going to be about how to create low ticket offers and how to sell low ticket offers. And then off the back of that, I'm also going to offer the people that join that masterclass to jump inside a program that's going to teach them about how to launch. So they're kind of related offers, but they are, you know, it's like a two prong sort of launch strategy, if you if you like. So there is no one way that you must launch. The only must I think you need to do is make sure that you are teasing, building a lot of visibility and hype around the offer itself before you actually open doors. So I work out my hyping phase. I work out if I'm going to do a big freebie, if I'm going to do a waitlist, masterclass, what kind of launch I want to do. And there's many, as I said. And then off the back of that, I'll be like, right, how long is it going to take me to hype up a masterclass to get people inside? I normally allow about a week, for example, for that to happen. So then I start setting dates for these things. And I'm like, right, okay, if I need to tease this program for two weeks, and then I also want to announce I'm doing a masterclass, I'm going to tease that masterclass for another week. That's three weeks just building up to this launch, which by the way, in the meantime, I'm still selling my evergreen. I do not stop selling. I always want, you always want to be making money in your business, right? So you still want to be selling your other offers. I then do the masterclass. And then usually off the back of that, I will sell. I don't always do a masterclass. This is just an example I'm giving you. So I set out those deadlines. I set out those dates. And then I start doing my macro tasks first, which are things like sales pages, email sequences, other things that aren't as time consuming are things like content. So, well, for me, they're not as time consuming. So I will organize my content, make sure that nearly all, if not all of my content in the lead up to a launch is all about that specific topic that I'm launching about. It's just as much content as you can to try and increase that visibility around your offer. 
you ideally want everyone in your audience to be like, oh, I know that Katie's launching an offer about selling on stories or Sarah's launching an offer about how to lose postpartum baby weight, whatever, you know? So you just want everyone in your audience to have a very clear idea that this is what you're selling, even though they're not going to, because people don't see every single piece of content. This is what we need to remember. So you probably think you're talking about your offer too much. I can almost guarantee you that you're not. There's no such thing. So in a lead up to a launch as well, and in between launches, I make sure that I educate my audience a lot. I give them lots of value so I can warm them back up again. That's just a really important side note there. I wouldn't launch back to back to back and I wouldn't just be sell, 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 sell. I like to make sure that even though I am launching and even though I am selling, I'm also giving a lot of value to my audience and they are going to be learning a lot from my free content because this is how you build trust, authority, and you warm people up. Don't worry, you're not going to land yourself in the friend zone if you do some educational posts, okay? We don't need to scare ourselves. So another thing that I do and that I've started doing more recently in terms of making sure that my launch is more of a success is increasing my visibility and collaborating with other people. So this includes things like podcast interviews. This includes things like jumping on as a guest expert in a mastermind or a a masterclass. In Sold Out Stories, I did two guest expert masterclasses and honestly, the amount of sales that came from me just doing that was insane. It is so invaluable and I would suggest it to everybody because you are literally putting yourself in front of an audience who need what you have to sell. It's the easiest way to sell. Don't just wait for people to come to you to see your content on Instagram. You really need to put yourself in front of people. You need to put yourself out there. So there are Facebook groups where you can find, uh, you know, people to do podcast collaborations with. Reach out to anyone who you think has a good audience for you to sort of cross-contaminate with and reach out to them and say, hey, I want to go live with you. I want to do a real collaboration. Or I want to do a post collaboration or a giveaway together. Whatever it is, get creative, come to them with an idea and get visible weeks out of your launch. You want to start building up your audience more. You want to start getting in front of the right people, people that want to learn about what you have to sell. Another thing that I make sure I do, and I have sort of touched on this uh, already in this podcast episode, is having a really cohesive content campaign. All this means is I have content that is going out on all of my platforms that is in relation to my offer. So I'll start teasing my my email list with both educational content, but also teasing them about my new programs that are going to come out via email. They usually find out first before anyone else, my email list. But I also talk about it on my Instagram, my Instagram stories and my podcast. So everything really is very focused on the offer that I'm about to sell. I try and make 80%, if not more. And the closer I get to the launch, the more I start talking about it um, is, is down to launching. And of course, as I said before, I'm still selling my evergreen. I'm still selling my one-on-one coaching. By the way, if you are interested in my one-on-one coaching, I'll pop a link in the show notes below. In fact, my link uh, to apply for my one-on-one coaching is always in the show notes below. So you can go check that out if you were interested. But just a nice little plug there. But I usually make sure that about 80%, if not more of my content starts being geared towards that a few weeks out before the launch at around launch time, all of my content is geared towards that. And I still will talk about my one-on-one coaching as well. Another thing as well that I'm very conscious of when it comes to actually creating my offer to ensure that it's something that people a want to buy, but also when they do buy it, they have a really good experience with it is that I make sure, especially if the offer is low ticket, 
I don't put too much in the program. And I know this might sound counterintuitive because you're like, oh, like surely you want to put as much as you possibly can because I know a lot of people worry about the fact that is my offer good enough? Is it going to be good enough? Are people going to learn enough? Trust me, the more you put into a program, the more you're going to overwhelm people. Sold Out Stories, for example, was about a niche transformation. It was about selling on stories, as the name suggests. And I kept it to four modules. I kept it really simple. And I wanted it as easy as possible for people to actually implement. I wanted people to see results off my course. I didn't want to jam pack as much as humanly possible into the program for people to be overwhelmed and to give up and not even complete the course itself. So I make sure that If I've got a low ticket offer, it's quite a niche transformation. If I've got a mid ticket offer, that can be a little bit broader. And then high ticket offer is completely bespoke to my one-on-one client. So just something to keep in mind there about validating your offers, A, via market research, but also making sure that they are digestible, that they're easy for people to implement, and that they are going to hopefully, if they implement, see results from your offer. Okay, I could talk about this till I'm blue in the face. I love talking about launches, but I don't want to jam pack too much into this episode. See what I just did there? And I'm going to leave it here, but I'm very excited because two things are going to be happening very, very soon. They're going to be coming out very soon. The first one is a paid masterclass, which I'm going to be announcing officially next week. And that's going to be about how to create low ticket offers that sell out. You guys know that I love a low ticket offer as much as I love a mid and high ticket offer and I know how to sell a low ticket offer. So I'm going to be creating a masterclass, a paid masterclass about that. More is going to be coming about that next week. There is also going to be a brand new program called Ready to Launch and Ready to Launch is going to be a seven module self-paced program with an added option of adding a launch strategy call with me onto that as well. So there is a VIP option. And that is going to be coming out in about two or three weeks, I believe three weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you are considering launching, this is going to be teaching you exactly step by step how to create a launch tailored to specifically to your offers for mid, low, high ticket offers. I'm going to be walking you through all the different types of ways you can launch. There's so many bonus resources in there as well, like launch email sequences, waitlist email sequences. Honestly, it's a real goodie. And that is going to be coming out in three weeks. That one is called Ready to Launch. Very excited about that. You're going to hear more about it next week. And next week's episode is all about low ticket offers because that is the day that I'm going to be announcing the masterclass get excited. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope you got a lot out of it. And as I said, if you're considering launching soon, keep your eyes peeled. Lots is coming your way. I am going to leave all the details of the previous episodes that I've talked about launching in the show notes below, as well as a link to my one-on-one coaching, if that is something that interests you. And in the meantime, I will see you on Instagram, see you on my mailing list, see you maybe a bit more on the podcast and I'll talk to you soon.